Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Hello and welcome to our episode today. Thank you for joining us. It's Annabelle and I today. We're going to talk all about... Actually, we're talking about like the way we speak to our children about their private parts uh, and I guess bodily autonomy, consent, like all of this kind of topic, which, um, yeah, I feel like I was just saying to Annabelle before is quite layered in a sense Mm. that I feel like the two main like aspects of it are definitely protective behaviours and also shame. Like they're two kind of core parts of you know, speaking about our, our private parts or our children's private parts or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Mm. So there's like two kind of big things. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into that. Maybe we can even just start with the whole protective behavior side of it and like why we would use the correct names with our children. Cause that's kind of what we're saying today is that, you know, we are not yeah. using all these little um, cutesy, um, silly, um, avoidant names. I guess <laughs> I kind of want to say avoidant because it yeah. is like avoiding what the real word is. Um, and crazy because we wouldn't do that about any other body part, you know, like huh. we'd call our arm and arm or our so nose. Um, we don't make up other words, but we do for, for our private parts when we're talking to kids. And, you know, this comes into the other aspect of it from shame, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's so true. <laughs> it's an arm is an arm. A foot is a foot. <laughs> yeah. A penis is a penis. Yes. Like <laughs> it, is. it is. And for some people just to say that word is really difficult yeah. um, because there is shame around it. It was never spoken about in their upbringing. Perhaps it's never even used now for them as an adult, you know, like it could still be using other words or just avoiding that word altogether. Um, and then I guess when you have children, you do have to there are times where where that word will come up, like whether it's when you're doing toilet training or whether it's when you're bathing your kids, mm. like it's just, it's, you can't avoid it. So it's kind of thrown in front of you and you either choose, I guess, to f- dig deep and figure out what that shame is, why you can't say it, or you just, yeah, you avoid it and you start using other words, whether that's like a pee-pee or a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well got. yeah in our house a Willy Wonka which I'm like we need to just <laughs> say the right thing <laughs> yeah and you know what that's it and and I think like with as well I don't know for me this is for me so this could be so different but for me like penis was always a little bit easier but but vagina maybe that's mm. just I have one myself was a little bit harder and that was definitely one that it was like okay I'm going to be teaching my child that this is the name and evolver as well evolver because that's the other one and my husband was like I didn't even know what evolver was until you told me I'm like exactly wow. exactly like because why would he like no totally he wasn't taught that I mean possibly it was brought up in sex ed at school but you know who's listening to that kind of terminology yeah yeah Yeah. and I mean 
yeah, it's like all of these words, vagina, penis, well, but like they are like the correct like names to, but they've just yeah. been so sexualized or like those mm, parts yeah. of us have been so sexualized yeah. that it's almost wrong to go. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a big, it's funny. It's funny. It's, it is hard for people to um, say that or like, oh, it's not just a vagina. It's like all this other fun stuff. And it's like, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a vagina. And I think, yeah, have kids, it seems so adult and so sexual, but it's, it's just the reality. It's what we have. <laughs> and there yeah. is no shame there and there is nothing to be ashamed of. But and two, call it the correct name so they know the correct name. One, for, yeah, protective behaviours and to take the stigma and shame out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Take that out. And, yeah, it's it's mostly we've got to take it out from ourselves first, figuring out yeah. why we have that issue, pulling back those layers. And for some that's easy, for some it isn't. And then, yeah, exactly like you said, it's for protective behaviours and it is a way that um, children can then discuss things with you in a very clear and concise way if anything were to happen to them. And God forbid, you know, we, we hope that our children would never, ever, ever be in a situation where somebody would be doing something inappropriate or they would feel unsafe in any way that involved that involved their genitals. But by giving them mm. the correct language, we're actually protecting them by giving them the language to talk about it, but also giving them the confidence and the knowledge so that in those situations, it's actually proven that kids who know the correct names are less likely to be targeted because of that confidence and because of that, mm. you know, education in, in body safety, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I love that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're hearing more and more about it a lot, you know, and in terms of Obviously, when they can language it, then they can say what's happened to them. And that's kind of, this is like getting, you know, to another thing. But this is the reality. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, cases have been thrown out um, because they weren't labelling it what it really was, which is so silly. But, well, it's just horrible, really. But, to, yeah, it's very empowering for mm. parents and children for them to know that this is what it is and this cannot happen and this is not allowed and all of that, all of that language and teaching and learning. I know that sometimes I struggle with that because I'm like, I'm just going to pick a bit of fluff off your penis. Uh, No one else is allowed to touch this. I mean, he's really little, but, you know, no one's allowed to touch your penis, but I have to do it right now. Oh, gosh. But, you know. Yeah. 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 That's it. And I think, uh, yeah, and that's it. There is like this it's like a blurred, unsure kind of line, like how do we go about this? And I Mm. think because we, uh, the the balance is for me is like, yes, making sure that I am uh, teaching them consent, safety, you know, Mm. these protective behaviours, but then also not shame as well. It's like, well, I want you to know that, um, you know, nobody else is allowed to touch your penis except for you or or your bum. If it's a if it's a for a girl, and I'm saying penis because I'm thinking about my boys. I haven't even obviously had this conversation with my four month old girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I speak to it as I am as I am like yeah practicing right now, and, and you know I say nobody else is allowed to except for you unless for good reason. 
And that then obviously is, you know, say you've got a bit of fluff on there, like you just said, or whether it's perhaps there's an issue and you may have to go to a doctor or somebody else, some other, whoever you go and see when you have, you know, kind of a a problem. Mm. Um, And, you know, you will be there and, and they may have to look at it or they may have to touch it. So it's the whole, the good reason gives it that little bit of like, there is a bit of flexibility and leeway. Yeah. yeah. Really finding that, that balance between it. Um, and yeah, like this is obviously going into a little bit of consent now, which is like, yeah. I guess the whole like other topic. Cause I mean, consent is, isn't even just about, private parts you know it's about the whole body in general and having like autonomy over that um but yeah when we're I guess what I was getting to with that is that when when we're saying that nobody else can and blah 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 we don't want it to then seem like this taboo thing right it, it brings up this shame and yes. on a second well I is it not okay for me to have this is it not okay right for all of these questions start coming up and I know that a lot of us would have probably felt some of that shame in our own childhood perhaps mm-hmm. whether it was intentional or not intentional you know yes yeah because oh, it's not like a big heavy thing to have a penis or a vagina like it's it is who we are and that's beautiful you know it should also be celebrated like but mm. for them oh, gosh I don't know this this is this is a hard one sometimes to navigate mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. where the lines are but yeah it's like this is this is for you and there's nothing wrong with you ever at all um there's nothing wrong if you touch it there's nothing wrong you know at all like it's not a shameful thing however yeah yeah, nobody else think- is allowed to have access to that unless yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, you know, and I think the conversation just grows and um, evolves as the children age because no yeah. right now, nobody else is allowed to unless, you know, it's for good reason, as I said. But obviously as they get older, yeah, there are going to be, they are going to be getting in intimate relationships most likely. So the conversation will evolve into, well, yes, yeah, somebody else can touch that, but then, again, consent comes into it. And I think that right now while our children are so young that's why consent is so important because it's setting like the foundation for that as they age Mm. Um, and not just for themselves because I think this is something like that um you know we often like forget about but it's also to other people as well so not just that nobody can touch theirs but they can't touch somebody else's yes yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah consent is a whole (laughs) is a whole other big topic right mm. yeah mm. yeah so so late and I think that you're right that it, I love I love what you said that just having these conversations now at you know age appropriate conversations really lays that foundation for when they grow up and you can continue the conversation and yeah, yeah provide more information as that's required and necessary yeah exactly and it's also like just having these very open and um honest I guess conversations right now like using the correct terminology etc etc all this stuff is literally setting you up for a future and like establishing I guess an ongoing open communication about sex and sexuality Mm. and I know that for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people will agree that 
I really do want my kids to be able to come to me if they choose to, if they want to, but to have the trust there and the knowing that it's okay to talk to me about those things and that that I, I that I will always be open and honest um, and I won't be judging or mm. shaming. Right. Yes. That's that whole thing. It's like I'm not, I don't feel shame over this. I don't feel shame about talking about it. I've worked on my stuff around it, potentially from my childhood or whatever is coming up for me now so that when I have, yeah, conversations with my child there is no shame there and they know that and they can talk to me about anything which is I guess the main goal right having no yeah yeah using the correct language not having all of this other stuff and meaning and stories attached to what that is just like really factual but not like (laughs) dry and black and white oh I don't know gosh it's it's tough but yeah basically I don't want yeah, them to ever feel judged or shamed. Um, but, yeah, I just want it to be the correct phrases and terminology and, yeah, the truth. Yeah. And I think as well, like, no matter how much we do this, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I obviously don't have teenagers, but I think no matter how much we do this, no matter how much we kind of lay those foundations, there's always going to be an element of embarrassment for them. Um, (laughs) I don't think you can ever really get rid of that. I'm not sure. Obviously, like I said, don't have teenagers. So I don't know. Would love to talk to a mom of teenagers who has, who's done this. And if you know, they (laughs) come to them during those times. Um, But yeah, I, I can't imagine it would ever be not at all embarrassing but I think that it would just lessen that blow a little bit and um, you know they'd know that there's always you to talk to if needed and that you were going to be you know just receptive to what they're saying yeah Yeah, absolutely so I guess like yeah to just sort of go over the, the points that we've made is that it's important to use the correct terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. to and, and also like, just like talking about the, that terminology, like I feel like what's so important is like n- recognizing the difference between vagina and vulva. Cause that was like yeah. exactly what my husband was like, did not know that until we had children and I was using the term vulva with the boys and he was like uh, I feel really weird that the boys are saying vulva and I'm like why and he's like because I don't know what it is and I feel like that yeah so like in yeah. case anybody doesn't know the vulva yeah. and the vagina there is a difference so the vagina is the part of the genitals that connects the vulva to the cervix right so that is the 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 passage that is where babies come through um that is where penises go in during penetration but the vulva is all of this external stuff that's going on so that involves involves you know like the labia and the clitoris and all of that so really when a lot of people say vagina they kind of more meaning vulva a lot of the time I guess I kind of just mesh it all together I've definitely done Mm. that yes important But that's because Mm. really I don't think I was ever taught that. I had to somehow figure it out myself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any of these sorts of conversations. um, No. In my childhood. It was purely at school and purely Mm -hmm. just on what was shared there. And and, and also mostly with friends, right? Like you just kind of 
yeah, it yeah, was yeah. A, you had to kind of try and figure it out from your friends but maybe not wanting to sound like you didn't know nothing and uh, I, yeah I remember like I had this this book um in my bedroom and it was like a human body anatomy book yeah and there was one page that was like about um yeah like the whole uh like genitalia and it was like about reproduction and stuff like this and I remember I would have a torch in my room and and at night once like I'd say goodnight to my parents and gone to bed like this is when I was quite young I would go and get this book off the shelf and get the torch and then go under my covers and be looking and reading about it because I was wow. so curious but I just knew that I I didn't feel safe to ask and find it out from my parents or I didn't have a trusted adult that I felt I could ask I was like okay this has to be done in secret because I feel so ashamed and so embarrassed that I want to know more about this Mm. but I did want to know more and you know I think that's it like inbuilt in everybody to want to find out more about themselves um and know what's going on with that and yeah I don't know yeah I, I would say that it's absolutely, yeah, it's our body. We want to know about that. It is fascinating. It, like, mm. really is. But, yeah, no, I was, like, Dolly or was that? That was a magazine, right? Yeah, Dolly, oh, yeah. Doctor. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> All, the little and like, oh, my God, what have they said now? It was, like, such, like, yeah. a, yeah, scandalous almost, which it's not. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of there'd be the dolly doctor and it would have like you could write in and and, mm. and who knows if people were actually writing in or if it was just the magazine coming up with questions True. yeah um <laughs> but yeah there was those questions and it would be like is it normal that i have hair yeah. uh, or mm-hmm. things like that um yes how funny I totally forgot about that but I loved that I actually loved it just for that because I feel yeah yeah this is the best part of the whole dolly yeah oh yeah (laughs) easy (laughs) yeah 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 amazing um yeah anyway you were kind of recapping what we were saying and I jumped in no no I think that that was good that was a good segue but oh yeah yeah just again we want to, yeah, not protect our children um, from potentially something horrible having, happening to them, which hopefully it won't. But we want to, them to know what's there and why mm-hmm. it's there and the importance of it and what's the truth about it and all of that stuff, male and female, um, so they don't feel like it's a taboo thing that they have there. Yeah. I think that's super important because it's sort of like it's not your dirty little secret. (laughs) No, we all have one. Like why, you know, it's like um, the whole Instagram thing with with female nipples. It's like, Mm. well, we have nipples. That's not a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I saw something the other day and it was like literally like I can see your nipples and it was like, is it a secret that I have nipples? Yes, I think I saw that real. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was like, yeah, it's so true. Like why are we like conditioned to hide these parts of our bodies that, yeah, are just completely normal. And I'm sure like, I don't know, this is totally going off in a tangent, but like when did even, were clothes only a thing to keep us warm? Like <laughs> to cover us up? Like I'm sure uh-huh. that we, we didn't like start off immediately coming into the world and just being like, 
oh, we need to cover this up. Just like kids, like they're very um, okay with nudity and um, yeah. having no clothes on because they don't have the shame. It's totally just, um, you know, conditioned. In- yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, society's going to do a hell, lot, hell of a lot of conditioning regardless. Like, so let them know the truth. <laughs> like yeah. help them like break through that that conditioning when it comes up because it will inevitably um yeah yeah it will so to be yeah, like and whether that, yeah whether that's a social thing whether that's a media mm. thing whatever it might be it is for sure like it's not going to go away and we can't stop that at all um yeah. yeah it's just um supporting them through that I guess in in whatever way that we can yes all right Changing yes. those patterns. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that was a nice little short, sweet episode for you guys yeah. today just with our thoughts on talking about <laughs> private parts. It kind of went in every which way direction, yeah. sex, private parts, bodily autonomy, protected yeah. behaviours, shame, <laughs> all the things just into one. But I think it's just, um, yeah, it's a, it's like a fun little one to talk about too because I think that – um. We yeah maybe we don't hear about it enough. Yes, shouldn't be heavy. Yeah, as well. Yeah, great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.